because over the last several weeks, again, we've been talking about relationships. And hopefully you've been searching out your relationships to see which are real and which are not. I hear somebody say, I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because what we have to understand in 2023, God is trying to really set us up for success. And it depends on the relationships that we have. It depends on, depends on uh, the, the, the habits we have. It, it depends on various things in our life. And we have to be critical. It is critical that we examine ourselves to do an analysis, to, to see exactly where we are so that God can really release some things in our life. Because we said that when we know what is true, when we know a true relationship, when we know what it's about, then it's easy to recognize that that is not. Uh, if you never understand the truth, uh, if you never know what's real, then it's going to be hard to really point out the knockoffs. People are going to be able to get over on you. Uh, you'll never walk into the fullness that God has planned and purposed for your life. And that's the design of the enemy because he does not want us to lay hold to the promises and purposes that God has planned for us. He wants us to miss out on our destiny. He, he wants us to not fulfill. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care if we uh, necessarily gather in the church. He, he doesn't care that we praise God. What we do when we get out there, how we handle ourselves when we get out there is really going to determine the success that we have as Christians. So he's after our future. The Bible says, John 10, 10, that the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The Zoe type of life, the full life. So God wants each and every one of us, whether we're single, whether we're, we're married, understand, he wants us to enjoy the fullness uh, that he's planned for our lives. So we, we looked at the marriage and, and we looked at parenting. So this morning, I, I want to talk to you from the subject before you settle down. Before you settle down. Yeah, before you settle down. Uh, I, I want to admit something because I, I truly believe that the church has done a poor job in addressing those that are single. Uh, when I was coming up uh, in the church, uh, I, I, I've been... Uh, in the church since I was 19, uh, been saved since I was 19. And there was not a lot of preaching and teaching on the subject of being single. Uh, you know, they would just throw out, you know, don't commit fornication, uh, you know, live holy. Uh, but the inner workings of how to do it, how to live single, how to embrace the difficulties that you're going to face as a single. Uh, there are going to be some difficulties. There are going to be some, 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 some challenges. And we have to know, you have to know how to address them. So uh, even today in the church, uh, most things are really geared around those who are married. And this tends to make the singles feel some kind of way. Do I have any singles that would testify to that? Yeah. All right, all right, I'm in the right place. Uh, and, and not only that, but when we look at the pressures of the world, 
There are a lot of pressures that come with being single that the world kind of puts on us because a lot of things, again, are geared around the, uh, being married. And, and that's not a healthy thing, especially to those who are single. So we see the pressure in the world, and there should not be pressure in the house of God. Uh, the house of God should be a place that empowers, that strengthens, that, that helps to uh, infuse our singles to live a fulfilled life. And when I say a fulfilled life, I'm talking about a life in purpose. Uh, yeah, not on purpose, but in purpose, in purpose. Uh, every single should want to live in purpose. So, so we're going to look at this this morning uh, uh, because, again, there, there is a lot of pressure. Family unions, uh, you know, when you go to them and you're single, there's a lot of pressure. You know, there, there, there's grandmother uh, asking you, are you married yet? Uh, yeah, there, there's the cousin that, that's been married for 10, 15, 20 years asking you, are you married yet? Uh, so that's a lot of pressure that is being put on our singles, so we have to help relieve the pressure. Can I get a witness? Uh, so one of the worst things we, that, that, that can happen, uh, singles, is to be able to enter or enter into a marriage that is not God's desire. Uh, you want to be in God's plan. You want to be in his purpose. You want to be in his will. You, you want to make sure that your marriage and your marriage prospers when you get into it. Uh, that, that though, yeah, we're going to deal with it. You're going to face some challenges even there. But uh, the church, again, should be a place that desires to help enable every single person to live a fulfilled life. So let's kind of look at this this morning. Let's look at this. We're, we're going we're gonna to jump right into uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 25 through 27. Uh, yeah, we're going to look at that. Uh, but what, when, when, when God created Adam, we understand that Adam uh, lived a life of singleness until God gave him a wife, gave him a helpmeet. Uh, a, a helper suitable for him. So God picked out, he, he shaped and he fashioned uh, Eve for Adam. Uh, and that's the kind of relationship you want. You want one that God has fashioned, that God has put together. Uh, so, so we see Adam, we see here a great example uh, in Genesis where Adam is... Uh, one, he has a relationship with God. And that's critical because every single, in order for you to prosper even in your single life, you're going to have to have a relationship with God. God set this pattern from the beginning. He, he created Adam and he put him in the garden. He, 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 and he had a relationship with him here and he put him in the garden. Uh, so Adam had a place yeah, to stay. Yeah, you had a place to stay. Yeah, you, you, you want to make sure that, you know, if you're getting married to somebody, that you've got a place to stay. Yeah, singles, you want to make sure that he has somewhere to take you other than his mama's house. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
God. So, so, so Adam had a relationship uh, with God, uh, and then uh, he had a place to stay, but uh, the Bible says that God put him in the garden, and he was required to work. Amen. Yeah, so singles, understand, you, you want to be connected to somebody that's working. Somebody that's got a job, somebody uh, that's got some motivation that 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 that, that wanna uh, uh, bring in some resources. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's not sitting around. Nothing wrong with playing games, but not sitting around all day long playing video games. No, no, you want somebody that's gonna work. You want somebody uh, that's going to help you in the process of this marriage. Uh, can I get a witness in the building? Uh, yeah. So, so, so singles that you have to have some non. I'm getting to the text. You you have to have some non-negotiables when when you're looking for a spouse. Some non-negotiables. Uh, you you ought to be writing down some things. And I I, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to, I'll deal with that on Wednesday night. I know the pool is small, but there still has to be uh, some, some non-negotiable, some things that, uh, that, that you're not going to uh, uh, whimper down to. No, no, there has to be some standards along the way. And, and if you don't meet those standards, understand you must not be the one because God said that he would give me, yeah, yeah, the desires of my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm going. Uh, so let's look at this. Let's look at this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 25, uh, 27. Here we find, understand, we, we, we use uh, or, or we touched this uh, particular text a couple of weeks ago. We talked about how the Apostle Paul, uh, how he's writing to this Corinth church and he's writing and he's dealing with marriage and he's dealing with those that are single. Because this was a time that they had some questions. There were some questions about sexuality. Uh, uh, Jesus, understand, uh, has, has, has gone off the scene and they are expecting his return imminently. Uh, and they are questioning whether I should really focus on a relationship, uh, in, one being married, uh, and then should I... To the singles focus on a relationship or should I just commit myself to God? So they write Paul this letter. And Paul, the apostle, understand, he addresses them. He, he helps them out. He helps them. He gives them clarity on the issue. And something about the word of God, that when we need clarity on any issue in our lives, understand, we got to go to the word. Because everything that we need is in the word. Every answer, every solution to every problem, every situation is found in the word of God. So look at Paul. He writes to these Corinthians and he says this in 25. He says, now about virgins. He says, I have no command from the Lord. He says, but I give a, ju but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. He says, because of the, of the present crises, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. He says, are you pledged to a woman? He says, do not seek to be released. He says, are you free from such a commitment? He says, do not look for a wife. 
Now, I want to read the message translation because it helps us a little bit. Eugene Peterson gives a little bit greater clarity. He says, the master did not give explicit directions regarding virgins, singles, those that are single. He says, but as one much experience in the mercy of the master and loyal to him all the way, he says, you can trust my counsel because of the current pressures on us from all sides, I think it would probably be best to stay just as you are. Now, he says, are you married? Stay married. He says, are you unmarried? He says, don't get married. He says, but there's certainly no sin in getting married, whether you're a virgin or not. He says, all I say, all I'm saying is that when you marry, you take on additional stress in an already stressful time, and I want to spare you if possible. <laughs> so here's the Apostle Paul. He's addressing both married and singles, and he's trying to give them some clarity. He lets them know that this is not necessarily a commandment from God, but because of my relationship with God. Because I am an apostle, because I, 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 I hear from God, he says, I'm going to give you my judgment on the matter. Because Paul experienced both sides. Uh, he was married, and we don't know what happened to his wife, uh, but we do know that when he's writing this, he's single. He had, uh, and one of the reasons that we know this is because he was of the Sanhedrin court. And those were married individuals. But now he's, he's single, so we don't necessarily know what happened, but because of his experience on both sides. And, 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 and you know, let me pause right here uh, and say it's good to be able to listen to somebody that has gone through what you've been through. Uh, if they've not gone through it, uh, they don't have a lot of experience on it. They're, they're, they're just fluffing things. They're just uh, going through things maybe that they're read or they're heard from somebody. But it's good to be able to listen to somebody and get the wisdom of somebody that is already going through what you, you're going through. So he tells them here. He tells them. Uh, matter of fact, if we back up to verse 8, we'll see that he tells them the unmarried and the widow, I say it is good for them uh, to stay unmarried as I do. So Paul here is addressing them. Uh, and when we talk about singles, we have to understand that there probably are three types of singles, three types of singles. And we'll, we'll touch this on uh, Wednesday night in depth, but there is the single and satisfied. There is a single person that is satisfied with being single. Uh, whether they're a widow or whether they're not, uh, they're, they don't want to get involved in a relationship right now. They got some goals and they got a career they're trying to achieve. So, so being single doesn't bother them. And then there is the single and sinning. Yeah, that's, that's the single that... Uh, Wednesday night, we'll touch that. Uh, and then there's a single and seeking. There's a single person that is desiring to be married. 
that wants that spouse, that is seeking to be united with somebody, that doesn't want to continue being alone. So, so Paul here is addressing this, and he, he's really giving us some reasons why it is good to be single. The first reason that he gives us, he says, the present crises. Yeah, Paul says there's some things that are going on now, and it's causing a lot of stress. Uh, and really what he was talking about here is during this time, Nero, uh, he was uh, persecuting Christians. And I know we think about persecution as really somebody just talking about us. You know, somebody's talking about us and, you know, they're, they're running my name down. They're, they're persecuting me. But, but these individuals were going through some real persecution. The Bible tells us that these individuals, understand, they were uh, captured by Nero and they were wrapped in animals' claws and they were thrown to the dogs. Or they were wrapped in, 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 in uh, wax that was heated up uh, and they were positioned and, and hung up for people to see and they would ultimately die. Now that's some persecution. So these individuals were going through this and Paul was saying, you know, the times that we're living in is critical times. Uh, so if you're single, it may be better to stay single uh, because of what's going on. Now you can imagine what Paul was dealing with. Understand, when Paul was married, well, the Bible says that he was persecuted. The Bible says that he was beaten. He was in prison. Uh, the Bible says that Paul went through some things. Can you imagine Paul going through them things and being married? Can you imagine the pressure that would be on him as a husband because the husband uh, took care of the family? So Paul was saying that if you're free uh, and you don't have that connection, maybe you're better off because you're declaring that you're a Christian and ultimately you're going to go through some persecutions in life. And you don't want to be attached to others because you're going to bring them some pain along the way. So Paul saying, uh, maybe it's not a good time for you uh, to get married. And what Paul is saying here, yeah, really, is before you think about getting married, weigh your circumstances to determine uh, if you're really going to be better off. Yeah, he says, analyze the situation. Because the truth of the matter is, people get married for a lot of reasons. People get married because they want somebody to help them pay the bills. Some, some people get married because they're lonely. And some people get married because they can't control their sexual urges. Now, I understand all of that is real. But Paul is saying, even though you may be in one of those conditions or one of those situations, you really need to pause and analyze things and see that when you connect with somebody, really are you going to be better off or are you going to be going through some troubling times only because you put yourself in that position? Ah. So he's telling them this. He's trying to help them out because the truth of the matter is, is that... You know, when you hook up with somebody and all you want them to do is pay the bills, 
uh, what's going to happen when they find out you got all them student loans? What's going to happen when they find out you got all them credit card bills? What's going to happen when they find out that your credit is jacked up? I mean, you're starting a relationship from the beginning uh, that is not going to go well. There's going to be a lot of pressure. There's going to be a lot of crises in that situation. There's going to be a lot of arguing and fussing over money because money, yeah, money is probably one of the number one reasons why people get divorced is because there's not enough of it in the relationship. And many times it's because you've not handled it going in. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, what about those that are lonely? Yeah, lonely. And I, I'm here to tell you that you can be married and still lonely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the experience of watching a grandmother and grandfather stay in the same house, sleep in different beds, get up in the morning not even talk to one another. They were married, but they were lonely. Yeah, so getting hooked up doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> that you're not going to be lonely. Uh, so it's critical that you hook up or, or that you marry <laughs> the right person or even, you know, getting married to fulfill those sexual urges. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, so, so, yeah, Wednesday night. So, but Paul gives, uh, he gives a recipe for this. He gives a recipe that when your flesh is craving and you cannot keep it in subjection, he tells you uh, that it's good for you to marry than to burn. But in the process of fulfilling that urge, you still got to marry the right person. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to marry the right person because if you get involved with the wrong person and, and somewhere down the line, what you thought was good may not necessarily be good. Uh, I'll say that for Wednesday night. Uh, but he tells us, he says, but if you do marry, he says, you have not sinned. He says, and if a virgin marries, she is not, she is not sin. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. He says, and I want to spare you. So he says, not only is it crises, but there are going to be some troubles. Now, I know we got some married couples in here, and I want you to keep looking forward. Uh, but I want you to wink at me if you understand that <laughs> there are some troubles when you get married. All right, I, I see a few. I, I see a few. There, there are some troubles because marriage doesn't relieve you of troubles. Yeah, there, there are going to be some situations arising. There, there's going to be some pains. Matter of fact, this Greek word for trouble literally means pressure. And it's the same word that is used to when they squeeze grapes. So it's not just a little pressure, but it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, marriage brings on a lot of pressure. It's good, but it still brings on pressure. 
And if you're not in Christ and you don't know how to handle pressure, pressure is going to be to the extreme that you can't handle it. So Paul's saying, watch out for the troubles. See, because we're talking about bringing two wheels into one. Yeah, two, two desires into one. I mean, Genesis 2 and 24 tells us, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Sounds easy, but it's not easy. Sounds like there won't be any problems, but there will be some problems. So he says, Get mar getting married is not going to be the end all to our troubles. And I know when I got married, you, you know, you, you, you get married young and you just think that it's going to be just gravy. Peaches and cream. That, whoa, I have fulfilled my harsh desire until trouble comes. And see, trouble will come knocking unexpectedly. And as a married couple, I know I'm going back and forth, but, but you want to make sure that you're locked in with somebody that can handle the pressure with you. So that's why it's critical to, to pick the right person. And if you got to wait a while, wait a while. Because you need somebody that when the road, when the rubber gets, gets tough, the road gets hard, that they're not going to exit, that they're not going to uh, uh, say bye-bye. No, you need somebody that's going to be right in there with you, locking arms, uh, and say, we're in this thing together. If we're going down, we're going down together. If we're going up, we're going up together. Uh, because, Paul says, there's going to be some troubles. Yeah. Third thing he tells us is that you got to maximize your time. Singles, you, you have to maximize the time that you have. Uh, he tells us, he says, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. So he said, make the most of being singles. Get that degree. Advance in your career. Buy that house. Pay off those bills. Take care of the children if you have any. I mean, because you want somebody that's, again, going to be in it with you. I mean, take time to pour into them children if you have them. Take time to love yourself. Not have to have anybody else to validate who you are and what you can do. And love God. I mean, don't let wanting to get married be all that consumes your life. That every conversation is about wanting to be married. 
living a life that you're not fulfilling your purpose and, and plan because of the great desire to be married, understand, can rob you of the present that God wants to bless your life or where God wants to bless your life. He wants to bless you right where you are. You don't have to be married to be blessed. You don't have to be married to walk in the fullness of God. You don't have to be married to achieve the things that God desires for you. Hmm. Uh, yeah. See, because when you get married, you'll not have the freedom that you thought you were going to have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that you're going to have to be accountable to somebody. But with a single net, you can come and go. Yeah, when you lock your house, you ain't got to worry about nobody else coming back in. You know, where you put your clothes while you're there, it, it, it doesn't matter. No, it, it's your house. No, you, you, you ain't got to clock in to somebody uh, uh, and say, where you at? Why ain't you home yet? Why ain't dinner on the table? Why you ain't wash those clothes and wash those dishes? Y'all ain't going to help me. <laughs> no, you can leave them in there when you're single. You, you can leave them in the sink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't, you, you don't have to worry about that spouse. Or you don't have to worry about those ankle biters. You know, because children cost. Yeah, when, when you're single and you don't have any, understand, you can bank that money. I, 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 I wonder how much money I could have had. <laughs> if I'd have banked it before I got married. I, I, I mean, I, I spent a lot of money being single. But if I had used it right, that's why it's critical that singles, you know how to manage your money right now. You know where to diversify your funds right now. You make as much money as you can right now. Yeah, I, oh. yeah because marriage costs you. It costs you. So singleness is a time of preparation. You can prepare to be that good husband. You can prepare to be that good wife. The Bible said the man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. In other words, she, she, had already, she was already exhibiting some characteristics of a wife before you married her. Which means that she was getting ready. She was preparing herself. And that's what singleness time is for, for you to prepare yourself financially, emotionally, uh, uh, mentally, to, 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 to make sure that you're ready for what you're, what you're getting ready to get involved in. Yeah, because it doesn't happen automatically. My wife would probably agree that when we got married, uh, I really didn't know what being a husband was. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, okay. When I got married, I thought they're just paying the bills. You know, I was the man. As long as I was paying the bills, yeah, I was the man. But when I start getting around people and start hearing about what men should do, matter of fact, when my wife started telling me some things, 
that I should be doing? Uh, uh, okay. That I, that I should be doing? Because y'all know that uh, they, they come out smarter than us, right? They can see some things before we see them, right? All right, I got some men that are willing to say that. So, so it wasn't until I took that in. Wasn't until I, I started hearing in the word about a, a man's responsibility and what I should do as a husband. How I'm supposed to be the pre, priest, prophet, the provider, and the protector of my home. When I start getting that, I, 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 I grew into that man, and I'm still growing into that husband. Yeah. Am I right? All right, don't, don't, shake it, don't shake it too much. I'm doing good, okay. All right. But it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Uh, I got to go, but look what he says in 32 and 35. He said, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. He says, but a man, a married man, is concerned about the affairs of this world. How can he please his wife? And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. And I'm saying this for you, for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undividing devotion to the Lord. Here, I mean, Paul is so concerned about them that he's trying to let them know that while you're single, examine yourself, get ready. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Because once you jump over into getting married, it's going to be divided devotion. You can't give everything to God. Huh? Because you, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a, uh, a, a battle going on there. Because you understand that when you're married, uh, that, that you have an obligation. You have an obligation to them and to God. So he's letting us know that when you're, you're single, understand... The fourth thing is that you can work for the kingdom. Yeah, you, you can work for the kingdom. I mean, matter of fact, the message translation, I'm going to jump down to the last verse there. He says, all I, want you to, all I want for you is to be able to develop a way of life in which you can spend plenty of time together with the master without a lot of distractions. So he's telling us that a person that's married has got some distractions. Yeah. A husband that, that's married has got some distractions because he has to fulfill his wife's needs. Why the wife has some distractions because she has to fulfill her husband's need. So he says that there's, there's a battle going on there. But a single person, on the other hand, has less distractions. And they can devote themselves to God. Being committed to him. So that he can work on your life. So that he can shape your life. So that he can uh, prepare you for where he wants to take you. Mm. Yeah, so he, he's trying to help them. So Paul says something critical in 36, and I'm just about done. He says, if anyone is worried 
that he might not be acting honorable toward the virgin he is engaged to. And if his passions are too strong, Paul says this so eloquently, <laughs> uh, too strong, and he feels he ought to marry, he says he should do as he wants. He's not sinning. He says they should get married. So Paul is saying, he's talking to the engaged, but this can in, include those that are dating because in Paul's day, understand, they didn't date. These were arranged marriages. But we have to bring it up to our time. So there's dating going on now. So Paul says, if, if, if a man is dating a young woman and he can't control himself sexually, then it, it is best for him to marry her or leave her alone. Hmm. See, because men and women have been messed up over men. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, they, they have sex with them with, with no intention of getting married. Come here, Beyonce. Uh, if you like it, then put a, put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. I mean, if, 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 he, if he loves you that much, if she loves you that much, she should want to get married. If he loves you that much, he should want to put a ring on it. Not just play around. Not just come and go. Not just hit it and leave. Y'all ain't going to help me. No. He loves you that much. Paul says he should marry you or leave you alone. And I know we, 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 we're going to deal with the Wednesday. And I, I know the pool is small. I know sometimes we, 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 we lower our standards. But when we lower our standards, understand we miss out on all, all that God has planned for us. All. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick up Wednesday.